See, if everyone is on the same path, the view never changes. You want to always be the most authentic version of yourself. I don't knock anybody that's working a nine to five job, but it's that employee mindset that I got a problem with. It's that mindset that makes you bury your gift, that makes you bury your call. Because I took your words, I took your energy, and I use it as protein. The very thing that you thought would tear me down or break me, it couldn't. If your why is greater than your naysayers, then you're going to persevere, you're going to push through, you're going to win. Your winning is the only response people need to hear. All you got to do is just win. I know some of y'all in relationships right now with your significant other and with your wife and you feel like something's missing. You got 24 hours to go to your significant other. I need you to say, how can I be a better provider? It's the male's perspective. Live. Love. Legacy. Let's get this work. What's going on? It's your man, Words Taylor. We're back for another week with the male's perspective where we're teaching Married men, how to build an intentional legacy. And uh, we got a lot going on on this podcast for sure, because for the first ever, uh, we have ladies on the male's perspective. And the second thing ever is the ladies are our wives. So this can either go really good and exciting or um, <laughs> you all are going to find out that everything we've been teaching you all, we're not doing. And we need to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Either way it go, uh, welcome to the Mel's Perspective Podcast, uh, where all of us are nervous. We're going to start this podcast in prayer. We normally don't do this, but <laughs> I think it's important that we start this one in prayer. Um <laughs> So, uh, Lord God, just um, bind the tongues. <laughs> just, you know, bind the tongues, Father. Just keep their hearts pure. Keep their hearts pure, God. Pray, pray and, Father God, to slow to speak. That slow to speak. Hey, can you all, t- before we dig in, can you all take out the time to just um, share real quick? As you all are, as we're sharing this out, I just want to say that you all can find us on any of the streaming uh, platforms, The Male's Perspective. Just look up The Male's Perspective, or you can join our group, The Male's Perspective group. Uh, We're on Instagram, all of that. So iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, all of those things, you can find us there. Okay, so let's go ahead with the introductions. First of all, uh, um, you know, of course, we always got the pretty boy of the group. Brother yep. Richard, and we have his better hole uh, with him today, Miss Adaze. Better hole, whole, honey, hole. I need to make sure that your vocabulary like better half the significant other. We have his better W H O L E. Uh, and help me in God and graces and the glory of <laughs> on the podcast as well. Daisy Duncan, okay. okay, we good. <laughs> uh, we got my bald brother, uh, my bald twin out here. It's hard to build it. And his beautiful. I'm gonna just use the word beautiful. His beautiful wife, <laughs> Leah, Leah, joining us today as well. 
And then we got the budget master Ferran Hazlett and the Miss Beautiful Whitney. Let's go. And then we have hey. we have my baby in here with us today, Miss Melody Taylor. Ah, let's go. Hey, where is it in the chat talking about better what? Better get it together. I'm like. Right. Yeah, this, and the problem is, uh, I think Cardi B and, and Megan Thee Stallion dropped a new album today, a new song today, bro. Listen, why do you know about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion? Don't, don't talk about them, okay? Because you're not a true fan. Let's just not talk about them. <laughs> All right, I don't want nothing to do with them, too. <laughs> so, look, look, check this out um, before we even get all off topic. So, first of all, we're celebrating. One year of doing a podcast. Right? Hey. Uh, exciting. Uh, this start what started off as an idea ended up actually becoming action and we executed and we've been doing so for the last 52 weeks strong. So that's exciting. And what better way to celebrate than getting our wives on? And you know, we've been teaching men all year and we've been seeing some things, even had a lady call us out and say, you all are so political. You're not doing all of these things that you're saying you're doing. Right. There's no way you, you're complimenting your wife. You're doing so. You're really you're really giving out compliments to your wife and all of this. And I'm like, yo, we're living this life that we say we live. Um, now, I hope you all listen to the podcast so you all know what we've been saying, so you can confirm these things and not go against them right now. But anyway, oh, you're talking to us. Yeah, wise. yeah, yeah. So, hey, hey words, hey words, hey words. I'm telling you, before we even sat down, bro, she walked in the room. I was like, ooh, we. I don't even know yeah. if we're gonna make it to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's why, listen, that's why we have a third baby because last spring. She look. This was her first couple months out of the job, and she's walking around with these sundresses on. She can't. And I'm do like, yo, you got one more time. You keep put on another dress here. Put on another sundress, and we're gonna have all type of problems in this house. And then nine months later, we got a baby on out here. I'm just saying. So I appreciate that. That was the PG version. I yeah. did want to come in and say though, I have listened to y'all's podcast, and y'all be getting a little bit too real sometimes. Oh. So. Keep it PG. Praise God. We go. That's what we can do. Praise God. Okay. So there's so there's a couple things like out of all the topics, um, we you know today's title. You know why did I get married? We had a guy that sparked a whole another topic for us last week, which he was like, marriage is slavery. It's a trap, and all of these things. And uh, I think there's such a bad look on marriage, and from from you know men and female. Right. And so let's start digging into like why why was it important? Why was marriage? Why is marriage important to you? Um, and why are we still married out here? Mm. Right. And we'll dig into the uh, other stuff. We'll give you all a chance to dig into the other stuff. Let's let's start off at the happy place. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Every, everything's happy. Word. What you talking okay. about? All right. All right. Y'all tell them jittery out here, but let's go. No, so so kick it off. Um, where I want to kick it off. Why why did you get married? <laughs> Trey said the sundress. <laughs> <laughs> you want uh, is this for us to kick off or for the yeah. wives to kick off? Let's kick it off with the wives. Let's kick it off with the why why did you get married? And specifically, why did you get married to this man besides like mm. oh okay. Mm. That changes my answer. 
No, no, no. I, I, why did you get married? And then what was specific about the man that you're married to? Well, I was going to say I didn't want to go first because I always like to hear like the rosy love stories. And I don't know that that's my reality. Like mm. I got married because it was the right thing to do. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I felt mm. like... Um, I was in a relationship with a person who loved me, who could uh, like sustain my crazy and, and really deal with it because I can get real crazy. Um, and he loved me through all of that. Like I would be crazy not to marry him. And he wanted to marry me. Um, and on the on the flip side, I think that I married you particularly because, number one, you made me laugh. But then number two, I never had a man love me the way that you did. It was like every relationship I had prior, it was horrible. And yeah. I it, it was all the same. And so you came in and showed me something different. So. Yeah. And I told you that. I said you you never gonna have somebody love you the way I'm gonna love you. I've said that before. And I even put it in a poem. And to think you almost passed on this. No, I ain't going to do the whole poem, but go ahead. No, he not. Go ahead. But go ahead. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I appreciate that. Well, I'll go next. Then um, uh, I got actually married to this man because, you know, and I know people are going to, you've already, I'm sure, heard our story, but uh, Richard was my first uh, everything. He was my first husband. Well, he's my only husband. Uh, Oh, <laughs> Nigerian, you know. Anyhow, uh, no, he was my first uh, boyfriend. He was my first love. And honestly, um, I I had chosen, I remember when I was like, you know, I was like, oh, I was trying to remember, about 14. Uh, I, I didn't grow up in the church. And I remember my first experience was we had like this neighborhood pastor that would just take kids to church. And I remember going to church and I learned about you know, the, the idea of waiting for your husband. So it was pretty impactful for someone like me that didn't grow up in the church. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I remember making a personal commitment because my family, we weren't like Christian spiritual type people, but I just had this relationship that I grew on my own, you know, with the Lord, it was just me and him. And I made this decision that this is what I wanted to do. Hmm. So it was like at that moment that he just gave me so much clarity that I could not date. I'm not allowed to date anybody uh, at all. It was actually to the point that like my own parents were, you're questioning if I even liked men. Right, <laughs> right, right. Actually like, you, are you, uh, you know, so he's, he, you know, he would still love me and everything, but you know, I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just waiting. Nobody told me to do this, but I just knew. And I always ask, like, well, how if I if I keep cutting off any opportunity for a man to get through, how am I going to find my husband? Like, how is this going to happen? Mm. It's amazing, because when I met Richard, I wasn't looking for him. I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to get married, uh, but I ended up finding somebody that had the exact same, you know, goal, if you will. We both wanted to wait until we were married. Now, his story is different than mine. <laughs> hey, did both of y'all do that, though? Can we just he was born again. For the <laughs> I was a born again virgin. I was a rededicated virgin. Uh, so, so you were born again a day before you met her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm with, I'm, I understand. Single, <laughs> and so what? What I liked about Richard is I like every time I would get near or close because a lot of my friends were guys. 
Um, and I would make it very clear that this is my goal. Anytime I would feel like my, my standards were being pressed or pushed, I would just get rid of them. And, you know, it sounds bad. I'll just go ghost on them. Uh, now, my husband here respected my wishes. He respected me as a person. We developed a really good friendship. I never felt like he was trying to use, you know, use my goals as a way to get in and, and do that. So that's that's ultimately why he became my husband, because I knew that we could walk this journey together mm. to, to the finish line. And so that's why. That's what's up. That's what's up. That was good. That was good. What's that? What, Leah? Y'all jump in there? Yes. Okay. So um, I will say that um, myself and um, in conjunction with my parents, like I, I guess I had these goals for myself. I had these age goals. Like I'm going to do this by this age. I'm going to be married by 22 children by this. And then my father had plans for my life, I guess, you know, business wise. And so I kind of had a goal for myself, I guess, as an early age. Plus, you know, as a young woman, I just made little um, other things that I wanted for myself uh, family-wise. So I always, it was always the plan to get married, I guess I should say, as far as why did I get married? Yeah. Um, yeah. But why did I marry this man? Yeah, what did you find? What was, what was about him? What was going on here? I mean, he came along at the right time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Hey, so he got in by default. <laughs> yeah. oh. That's another story. We took this. That's another Lies. podcast. Lies. Don't even start. Don't even start. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop. But he, um, he, he was definitely different. Different than anything that I had already experienced. He was a little older. So, you know, he tried to you know, show me, you know, I was a broke college student. So our first date, he like, you want to go horseback riding? I'm like, horseback riding? Hey, way to step your game up, Sean. Like, your date was like, yo, I'm going to take you horseback riding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, I'm a junior in college, barely got a senior. in my pocket. You was a senior. Junior. I was a junior. You was a senior. I believe me. I believe her. She said, credit-wise, I was a junior. Credit and year-wise. I was a junior. Um, but yeah, he definitely was different than anything I had ever experienced. I love that he already had goals and things for himself. And we had some um some some uh identical goals about business in fact he told me when he uh, he was he, at the time I met him he was selling clothes and stuff out there back in his car and out of his house he was like yeah I'm finna, you oh, know wow. see him you know, opening up a store in Atlanta I was like oh, I'm moving to Atlanta when I graduate like yeah, yeah yeah you know it was a whole thing <laughs> <laughs> got you got you nah that's what's up that's what's up wait talk to us talk to us wait um, I guess for me it, it was always in my plan, too, to get married. I've It's something that I've always wanted. Um, I wanted to make that commitment with someone. So that's why I got married. Why I got married to Ferran, um, I guess I would say just he was different, too, different than anyone that I've ever dated. Um, and he has such a, a big, pure heart. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really kind. and He's constantly putting people before himself, which... I don't know. I really like that in him. 
Um, and he was also a really good dad. And I'm a big family person. I know that family is important to me and it's something that I wanted. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I know he's got a big heart and he's just a, an overall good person. Hey, tell me the truth, man. Hey, Ashley, she thought I was the coolest dude she ever met. Like you said, I did hey, say that I, on a few. I had a little swag back in the day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> now, what do you have? He <laughs> <laughs> said, What do you have now? <laughs> All right, we're not gonna go ahead. No, that this is good. So look, let's 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 show them the other side. What is let's just dig into it. Um, would you all say it's the most uh annoying thing that, that we have to you have to constantly overcome in marriage? Like that, what is the thing that makes you like I feel like okay, I need it. You biting at it too, boy. list first, so I could have, you know, prepared. Daisy, yeah. what was funny is when we were talking about the other stuff. You like, oh, anybody could go first. <laughs> Susan, said, what is that annoying thing? Oh, I'll, I'll take this. <laughs> you know, you put that finger up in church because you got to walk. Through, you got to get up out of here. Let me tell you all. Y'all don't even realize backstage. Sean already got in trouble. Okay, Sean, Sean already got in trouble. So. Yo, let's dig into yeah. So they didn't take it on. Well, I honestly wasn't. Where I was basically saying I, I needed some time to to come up with this because I mean, there's so, so much. <laughs> what is the biggest one? What's the biggest one? Let's talk. Let's talk. For me, uh huh. Yeah. For me, I'll dig in. Like, um, you. Paul, why didn't y'all say why y'all got married? Oh, uh, do we need this? Okay, you gonna just take it. Okay. I mean, All right. is that not fair? I want to hear why you got married. Now, why did okay. you hear me? I would like to know. Right. Okay. Well, so you're going to shift the podcast back. Yeah. All right. So, um, give me more time. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. So, I would say for me, um, I think marriage has always, always been something I desired to do. My parents weren't married. And I just always felt that void, uh, you know, not having having my mother in the home. And I, I wanted to to have that. I wanted to have um, a companionship. I wanted to have a union and I wanted to to grow with someone. You know, mm -hmm. I felt like that was important. And, I, you know, marrying you uh, was the first time I had a woman that uh, I felt like increased me. Meaning, you know, when we first started dating, I was still, you know, my favorite draws had the holes in them and all this. And then I came back and uh, she threw my draws away. And I'm like, woman, you are, where are my draws? Like, those are my, you know, my favorite joints right there. And she had bought me some new ones. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is what we do. And it was just always about uh, increasing. It was all always about like this, there's another level to who you are and not just settling for um, just running around, not settling for just being mediocre. So I think, you know, um, I think that was a great part. And then when, you know, when we did break up and me trying to come back, it was like, yo, meet me at church. If you want to try to get back with me, meet me here on Friday nights. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm I'm just trying to smash out here. And you're talking about church and all this stuff. I'm just trying to get back in your pants. And you got me coming to church. So all that time, I'm trying to finagle my way back in, and I'm actually getting 
delivered. <laughs> and, and getting saved. You know, the preacher talking, I'm over here like, you know, when we leaving here. And then finally it changed from you to like, oh, that was good. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Right. So uh, that was another part of just increasing. Just that that increase was was key. So what I hear you saying is you met this phenomenal woman who grew you as a man and who really loved on you the way no other woman had or could, and you really couldn't see yourself without me. I, I see it. <laughs> hey, you summed your whole joint up. That's, that's what I just said. That's what I just said. I would probably, I probably say, it's not work. <laughs> I probably say for me, you know, she was my, um, you know, I've always wanted to get married. I mean, it was something that you know, um, it's always been a desire of mine to to experience that. So I always had the vision. And um, so that's already been there. God put that that in me. And so my wife in particular, she was my um, she was my reward for the obedience. Like, you know, how he said that uh, pretty much she was a, she was a virgin. When I met her, I wasn't. So I was the heathen. Like I was I was the wolf in sheep's clothing. I was the one Mr. Don't leave your girl around me type dude. Just like it didn't matter. It was recreation to me. And so, but at the same time, the seed you sow is what you reap. So, you know, I, I got in a relationship where my girl cheated on me with seven dudes and no indicators and had me crying to every song that came on the radio for about six months. What was the song? What was the favorite one? Oh, man. That, that, <laughs> no, that R. Kelly joint. I can't sleep. <laughs> I can think of hey. Any woman that has you singing R. Kelly, bruh, bruh. they gotta go. <laughs> hey, bruh. hey, bruh, I'm talking about it. Didn't even matter what song it was, bro. It could be John P. Key on there, bro. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm but anyway, but I made a commitment to God. And God in that moment, God, He showed me, He said, Okay, listen, like you gotta own some of this. You 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 planted this harvest that you're now reaping. He yeah. said, well, I'm going to give you a second chance. And so I made a commitment to God. I'm not going to have sex again until I get married. And so I made that commitment. Um, I was going to relocate to New York to pursue this music career. Yeah. And we got this deal. And God said, you know, he showed me that, OK, you're going to make a lot of money, but you're going to lose your identity in me. So I left my dream in New York, came back to Des Moines, Iowa, sacrificed everything. And it was at that moment where I ended up meeting my wife. And uh, when I met when I met her, I was actually singing at one of my mom's programs. She's a cancer survivor. And when I seen her in the audience, she just kind of just I seen her. And I remembered I asked my mom at the end of the show, I said, yo, who is that chick sitting at the table? And I tried to play it off like, you know, what I mean, like it wasn't. But I remember that black cocktail dress she had on them calf. I'm a sucker for them calf muscles. This yeah. chick had these legs. Hey, she was walking. She had her calf muscles. The legs was like, yo, I'm a sucker for that. But anyway, so, I found out that she was a virgin, bruh, and that's when God let me know, like, this is your reward for your obedience. I met her seven months after I had made that commitment. Mm -hmm. I have them calves ain't never been touched. Words, you're a nut, bro. And so at the end of the day, um, I met her, and I immediately broke every barrier that I had in my mind as far as I spent money on her, everything. Because I, I came from that neck of the woods where you don't spend money on chicks. Like, you don't do any of that. But I broke every barrier down 
for her and um, flew to New York, surprised her out of nowhere, proposed to her. She said yes. And here we are 13, 12 years later. My God's grace. That's what's up. Did you get her a cap ring or how did that? Um, I would say for me, man, is that um, I it, marriage wasn't really in my uh view, right? That wasn't something I was looking for. Um, yeah, I just just thought that I would just date and have a good time. And hey, look, yeah. <laughs> yo, right, and have a good time, right? You know I mean, but honestly, I, I just never really that wasn't my thing. I was always like, yeah, I want to rock out with people, but just didn't want that commitment thing. And my thing was right. like, yo, like, I love like, like, <laughs> like, listen, why do we have to have titles, right? I'm just saying, like, titles make that's like in my mind, it's just like, man, the moment you put a title on it, it goes south, right? So let's just leave the titles off. So that was just my thing, man. And, um, but honestly, real talk, man, when I, when I met her, um, I knew, like, for real, like, before we went far on anything, and I was the type, it's like, yo, I'm not gonna try anything on her. Because I don't want to be disappointed because I'm like, if if somebody going to give it up like fast or whatever the case, I'm like, yo, you're not wifey material. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to take a shot. I didn't want to. I said, nope, we, we are going to wait. And I waited longer than normal. Right. Because it was so much. Huh? Nah, bro. I mean, I, I waited. <laughs> I waited. We waited. A minute. Not like for and them. Right. I mean, uh, like Rashad and them. But but still. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was just something about her, man. She was just super, super dope. She was authentic. You know, she was, she was beautiful. She was sharp, man. She, she knew where she was going. Her family was dope. Like she came from good people. Right. And she just made me feel like I was the only dude in the room. Right. I mean, she just was just willing to rock out with me and with my craziness and my ability to pivot and all this type of stuff, man. It was just, it was just dope, man. She was different than everybody that was ever, ever with. And it just felt right, man. I'm just like, yo, I don't need anybody else. And it was like immediately, man, once we started like making it serious, I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like immediately. That was the last time I was with anybody else or held somebody hand or whatever the case in that matter. I'm like, yo, it's a wrap. Like, I don't need anything else because I asked for a hand like within a year, bro. So I'm just like, <laughs> no, we don't got to keep playing around. Like, let's nine months on it. Nine months, bro. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need. Yo, it was, it was, it was early in the first, bro. I was like, oh, I'm done. My yeah. mom, I started calling them my wife and my mom, them like, yo, that ain't your wife. Like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what's up. That's what's up. Ran, what you, why'd you get married, Ran? <laughs> you know, man, um, Early on, growing up, you know, I grew up in the church and, and always one of my biggest fear was to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I also love to, you know, indulge in that extracurricular activity. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, you know, I was you know, like, like Char, you know, like, like, I, was a dog like with that, with that. I was like the dog with the pig thing out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> Can I just say, 
the faces of our wives are just it's too much. It's like I'll see Leah Day. All y'all faces are just I love the way we be looking at Fran, like what you about to say? Right, right. Okay, let's go. Let's right. Go. But you know, ultimately I kind of went back to my core values where you know I always wanted to be married because you know the the fear of going to hell because of you know sleeping around lying and doing things like that out here in the streets right i would i would have never been able to stop that if i hadn't gotten married yeah. and um now there was now i wasn't just going to get married to anybody the thing about whitney that drew me to her and, and you know and of course the first thing was the physical right? right um which i didn't know whitney but i knew of her and I remember, man, even like I think it was two years before we even started dating, she had posted this picture of her in this V uh, costume for Halloween, bro. And I, screen, I screenshotted it. I seen it and I screenshotted it. And I had never even let her know that I was digging her. You know, a couple years later, um, actually, it was a year later, I saw you and and I had to dis- I had to shoot my shot. And at that time, you know, man, I was I was really kind of running, running ragged. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of confused. Life was confusing. I was running fast and I needed something and somebody to reel me in. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah. Um, you know, she came through with a, with a different perspective. Um, you know, it, it's, I tell her every time I, I tell her all the time I fell in love with the back of her neck. Right, because I, it was—it's weird. She had a smell on the back of her neck, brother. <laughs> the words. Hey, it was weird, bro. But, but for some reason, I would just neck calves. We got neck, <laughs> neck and calves. Hey, back in the neck, back in the neck. I would hold her. Right, and just be sniffing on that neck, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. Again, like the dog, right? Just sniffing on that neck. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but 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 you know, similar to you guys' story, she was like she was unlike anybody I'd ever met. She was calm, and you know, I would tell her she was a breath of fresh air just because she wasn't very, um, you know, pushy. Um, she knew that I liked her. She knew that I knew that she liked me. And um, it was just, you know, she was an incredible, well, you are, you're an incredible person, kind heart. She's a great teacher to the, to her kids. Um, and again, she was just patient. And I needed that right there that, at that time of my life. And so uh, when I got her, man, I couldn't let her go. And now yeah. here we are, man. You know, Mary will be three years on Wednesday. Hey, salute. salute. Yeah. So what, and I know we got another question on the table, but what would be the advice that we give um, to those people because it, it sounds like everything we said was he was different. He was different. So meaning like um, I know a lot of people have lists and what's uh, Pastor Michael so, Todd is doing? Relationship goals. Yeah, he's doing a, a, a thing on relationship goals and getting people to throw out their list because we we all have this list of what we think we're going to marry or what we think we should have and each one of us said but they were different. So they were different than the list in your head. So what yeah. advice do we give to that to either the single person or you know the married person as far as what do you what do you now have to do to get this strong marriage, to get the three years, ten years, eleven years? What is that? Man, first off, man, I I'll tell you this, and I, the, the thing about the list, you know, I would always hear man, create the type of woman you want and pray to God or, or on a list and pray it to God. Pray to God that he sends you 
you know, what it is on your list. And I'll say, you know, and I'll say this, man. um, It's never your plan. It's always God's plan. So there Mm -hmm. were things that were necessities that were on that list that God provided me. But a lot of those things that I put on that list may have been superficial. And God was like, no, that's not what you need. This is what you need. And he showed me what he what I needed through her. Right. Mm, Good. That's good. That's good. And when he showed me that, right, I was I kind of pushed it away. You know, I you know, you know, even though I wanted her, I didn't know I was ready for, uh, you know, a longstanding relationship. But he showed me that there were some things in her that I absolutely could not live without things that I didn't put on the list. And he was like, here, you know what I'm saying? And so when I saw that, I was like, man, this was this is different than what I've always went after, what I've always pursued. And so therefore, uh, I'm not going to let that go. And the thing that gets us, you know, to our third year of marriage is, you know, kind of understanding just that, like like a lot of people go out in search of people that are exactly like them. You know what I'm saying, or exactly what they want, and, and want to align with everything that um, that they're about. But you need somebody to kind of, you know, if I'm wild, I need somebody to calm that wild. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. If I'm, <laughs> you know, if if I'm thinking, um, if I'm always joking, I need somebody that can reel me in and say, "Okay, Ferran, it's time to be serious. Let's talk about this. We got to build this out for ourselves and our family." And that's the thing that. Um, you know, I would say to people, it's not always about the similarities, but how do you balance each other? Right. You know what right. I'm saying? With, when it comes to to real life, um, yeah. you know, real life obstacles. Yeah. And I, you know what? I also um, I feel like sometimes the list can be um, a hindrance for for um, who you're actually looking for. You know, you you find somebody or you somebody comes into your life and you immediately starts to start checking them off. Of the list, and and li- literally, that could, like you said, that could be the person that that you need. That could be the person that, that that's going to that's going to bring that um that next level to your life, right? And because they don't meet a couple things on the list, then you just missed out. You just you just missed out on your forever. You just missed out on your opportunity to grow and have a campaign that's going to to invest into you and to help you experience growth and all of those things. So, I, like that was key for me. And doing away with this list, right? And it was more so when I first saw my wife, I was like, look, my guy will tell you, James Berry, we're literally at a talent show and she's walking on the stage and I'm like, oh my God, I'm hitting him. That's that's my wife. I'm about to go grab grab her. And it, it was just about an instinct. It was like, there was no list. That, that wasn't, um, well, no, she's, okay, no, she got short hair or tall. Oh, no, I don't, I don't like it. it. was all about instinct. There was a draw. And I felt there, there there was a connection before even meeting her. And I'm like, it's worth pursuing. And it's worth keeping my options open and not limit how we can communicate and build based on what I, I wrote down two years ago or three years ago in my superficial mind, right? It, right. it, 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 it wasn't based on that anymore. And so once I eliminated that, that's when I gave us an opportunity to grow and to love on each other and to actually be open. And if it didn't go further, okay, cool. But I at least allowed the opportunity to happen. And that's what I was going to say, because you said it wasn't your superficial list. And the reality is that that's typically what our lists are based on. This is the reality. My man was around 
Okay, now I'm an 80s baby, so I was gonna marry LL. Like he had to be tall, he had to be buff, you know, all of these right. things. Pop butter then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But what happened is one, I just ended up having a situation where I realized one that I was being super superficial and I can't stand those type of people like that bothers me. So when I realized I was becoming the person who I had an issue with, I'm like, okay, that's number one. Number two, all of those guys were the same guy. Like mm. I kept, I'm sitting in situations like, uh-uh, you won't got me out here acting crazy over you. Like you God's gift to earth. I'm going right. to move around because I'm not going to face. Amen. Right. So <laughs> it was like when I let go and said, okay, look, this is what I desire. However, I'm not going to be superficial. I'm going to allow God to move. And so when you come into my space, you may not even be my type. My husband was not my type when I first met him. When she was talking about six feet. I I need six feet and above, y'all. That was on my list. Six pack, (laughs) six pack, all in. I'm like, look, I don't care about your little list. We get married. He came in 5'11 on the fifth day. And I was like, oh, God. Hold on, let's talk about this. But he had everything else. Like he had my heart. He had. I needed a man who could make me laugh. He, he is beautiful. Like I needed all of these things, and I didn't realize that it wasn't in my complete package because that part was superficial. I didn't need all. That was the thing. That's the thing. Is like throw the list out because the list is built off of junk anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. What you think? I would say, well, I don't know, because my list, have, I don't think I really had a type, but my list was about stuff that I felt like I needed for me, like somebody who was a good family person, somebody who looked, who who treated their, their mother well, because I could tell that that was going to make them be, you know, well, I would think that would make them be a good husband, somebody who looked like they was a good, they were going to be a good father, somebody who had goals, you know, so like big ticket stuff, I guess you're saying, so not, not so much the physical part so yeah so about that part you know you probably could throw throw that part away but just some stuff that you have for yourself as far as you know things that you know you like I know I'm silly so I need somebody who is not gonna be serious all the time I need somebody who's gonna make me laugh and we can laugh together and but then at the same time I wanted somebody who was goal-oriented and task-oriented because that's kind of stuff I had for for myself so I would say like Throw throw all the physical and all that kind of stuff off the mm-hmm. off the list. But if you got some fundamental things that you know you need for yourself, like maybe not throw all that away, so just don't like settle, I guess. But um, still have what you know you need, but not what you think you want. Right, yeah, right, absolutely. yeah, no, that's, that's good. Like, that's good. I, that is, man. You know, my my thing is, like I said, it was just some core value, some things that I know I wanted. Right, like when we first started, man, um, we we you know, was dating. And, uh, and I tell you that I almost threw this whole relationship away over a dog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for real. You know what I mean? Because, because it was like, you know, you talking about this list, but me, I was, and still am very selfless. Like give you my all give last, like, look, I'm taking her, you know, riding horses. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, yo, let's have this experience. So, you know, like real talk, we, I was going back to Jersey this one weekend and I asked her to watch my dog for me when I went out of town. Dude, you were the thought I asked her to let me borrow a million dollars. She would not watch my dog. So me, I'm like, yo, if I'm asking her to watch my dog and she can't watch my dog, 
how can she be the wife or the woman that I want to be with? Right. Mm -hmm. But me not understanding of where she came from, some of the things that she was brought up in, some of the thought processes that when, you know, and she could speak to that, but that was one of my things that, that I did not want, (laughs) that I did not want somebody who was selfish. Right. So when that took place, I'm like, Oh man, are we going to, I mean, I'm like, I don't know, you know, if this is going to work, you know, at all. You know what I mean? So she could speak to her. See what had happened was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. No, but for real. But like coming up, my mom, you know, she instilled a lot of stuff in me. My dad too, but my mom, you know, she, you know, just all this stuff. Like, you know, I guess bringing in some baggage and stuff of what she dealt with when she was growing up. But she like, you know, you don't let no man tell you what to do. You don't let no man uh, buy you nothing. You can get your stuff on your own. You don't let you, you know, like all these little things that she was telling me. So when he was like, and then because he can kind of ask tell still now, 20 years later, we're 20 oh. years in the game. And he's still <laughs> yeah. ass telling me, but you know, it's a whole I, I like to ask now, right? So he's like, yeah, uh, go, over there, uh, go over to my house. I let the uh, key under the mat, go over there and let the dog out, do this, do that. I'm like, oh, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it wasn't like Twenty years ago, did you did you do that with your hand too? Did you did you no. like when he told you that? I don't know. You, <laughs> no, no, she, she developed that. She developed that over time. He was kind of ass telling me to take care of his dog while he was gone. I'm like, <laughs> you already on the road? You didn't even think that, like, for real, ask me before you left. Like, <laughs> the mat, go let the dog out, and I'll be back. And I'm like, Mm. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen, and it ain't about us, but I'm just giving you an example when we talking about lists, right? So my thing is that list, that one thing, <laughs> words, I'm telling you, bro, it was, that was my only thing. Don't be selfish. I got the rest of it. So yeah. I'm just saying I was willing at that moment. I was about to throw it all away because of that. Luckily, thank God I did stick around to find out why she didn't want to take the dog out. Mm. Right? So so afterwards, she started taking the dog out. We good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, can you, can you, you guys can hear us because, you know, we done did a little Very good. musical we mic. Welcome back, nothing. Hey! <laughs> you hey. know, uh, I had a list and I got, I quickly was able to see how I mean, I guess my list was shallow. I guess that's what it was. Mm. Um, I knew that prior to ever, you know, wh- whoever my husband was going to be, I didn't. One of my big tops was I don't want a man with kids, you know. Mm. And it just so happened that I got put with a man. What happened was in September. Always remember. And that's the thing. Like, I just, I, that was like my, you know, I, I'm, look, I'm doing my part. You know why? I'm not bringing any, because at that time, I saw children, somebody else's kids as baggage. And I didn't feel like it was fair for me to have to come into a relationship, not having kids, you know, and then you got a child and now here we go. Um, but man, it's just amazing what happens when you set eyes on that person, mm, you know, and, and I remember like at one point, I'm like, I mean, you know, 
Bro, your this boy, is, your boy has so much. Does he really have kids? Bro, I have like, so oh. much. I have so much swag. She was willing to say, you know what? That kid ain't that bad. This dude. Wow. Any other kid you have? You can have just this right. one. No other kid after. But no, for for a period of time, I like there was a period of time where I'm like, because at the time when I was dating him, you know, Shardy wasn't always around, so it was easier for me to kind of like. You know, make it seem like mm-hmm. yo. And she caught me in the transition, bro. I had the braids. I was wearing the Burberry shirts with the matching Burberry ones. So I was oh hitting her with everything God. I had, bro. I mean, oh. honestly, like my list I, just got uh, flip flop. Like I didn't have a real list. I, I'll just be honest. I, I thought, you know, my things. Like I wanted when I was gonna get married. I knew that, you know, for my husband when I first met him, he was like, I didn't know what you called him. I now know it's called, but. I didn't know what you called him at that time, entrepreneur. But I would always, because he was selling Jordans, you know, he was on eBay, like he had multiple different <laughs> streams of income. And it was annoying me because I didn't know how to just explain what my boyfriend did. You know, I wanted to just be able to say, oh, yeah, you know, he um, he's a manager at such and such. He hadn't graduated from entrepreneur yet. He was still a hustler. Okay, he was a hustler. I knew he had a degree. And so I was, my parents were more traditional. So I'm like, okay, he does have a degree. I just need him to get a job. Like, so I'm like, I need you to get a real job (laughs) before you propose to me because I have to be able to go back to my parents and say, look, mom and dad, because I was young. Like he has a job, he has a degree, you know, and because I I needed him to have health care to take care of us. So I needed to be able to prove all these things. So I, those are some of the things on my list. I didn't want a kid. He was like none of the things on my list, like none of them. So I would just really caught. I mean, it is good to have standards. There has to be some deal breakers for me. The deal breaker definitely was we got to be of the same. We have to have the same spiritual background. Like, I mean, I need you to we need to be praying to the same person. Like, ultimately, I can't I don't want confusion in that area. Um, And I'd say that that was pretty much the, the, the make or break. But, you know, even Shardy, like I, you know, there were so many levels of growth that I have hit with him um, as, as I've, you know, gone through this relationship with Richard. I, I remember even when I first got pregnant and I had my first child with Richard, how it was amazing how like that, that I, it just made so much more room for Shardy when that happened. And if I would have just said, no, I don't want no man with kids. I would have said no to him. There were so many amazing qualities about Richard that I would have walked away from. He's had such a big heart. I would have walked away from all of that, including Shardy, because I don't feel like Shardy is a baggage at the time I did, you know, Shardy, Shardy is our, actually his, he's Richard now, you know, but I call him Shardy, you know, but yeah, at that time I would have walked away from two, amazing men in my life exactly. so you would have missed out completely yep. yeah wait yeah. wait talk to us about your list wit is what <laughs> if would the friend meet your your entire list i can tell you I some things that probably i would say I, I i ever had a list i would say i don't i, don't, I had a type i guess Mm. And Fran definitely was not my type. Um, <laughs> this is good. I'm telling you, this is good. To be honest, I don't say he was my type, but I think you just got to keep in mind um, to keep an open mind because a lot of these lists and types that we have are wants that we don't necessarily need. Yeah. And so when I was open to get to know him and start to date him, I don't know. I just realized that. It's he's what I needed. 
So, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. good. What about you, Ray? The list. You are my type. Ray <laughs> 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 so I'm everybody's type. Right. What, do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you're on my type? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, want one, I want one of them knuckleheads in the street. That's what it was. <laughs> so, no, that's, I, I think, again, to solidify the point that we're saying is, to everybody, the longevity of the marriage doesn't necessarily come from you having this list and that perfect person meeting that list. And now all of a sudden you're about to have this perfect marriage. But it comes from like when you least expect it, this person that you just start building with is now that person that uh, like, wait a minute, wait, you're not supposed to be. You're not. Wait a minute. I wrote this down. Hold on. And you're not yeah. right. Skin with braids. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, they said that you're light skin, braids, no job. Okay, the first three things on my list. With a child. You are missing out on with a child. Yes. <laughs> yes. So everybody on here has said something like, yo, there was things that I did not want that now this person has. So I think that's the first part of uh, you know, being open, being open. There was a question that was posed that I wanted us to go back to um, a little bit. My man, uh, Alan Little said, what about the woman? How do you that um, he was talking about uh, the alpha male? So what about the woman? How do you deal? How does the woman that I wanted to get the question right? Uh, get the question right. We gotta find it. We got. Okay. He said, "Find it." Okay, cool. Or you can pose the question. There it is. So here's the question: How do you find a girl that isn't afraid of an of a healthy alpha male? I don't believe that. I you know, this is me personally, and maybe it's because I truly I understand that I am an alpha female, but I don't believe that that exists. I think that, that every woman wants a man who can communicate, who can lead. And, and I, when I say lead, I don't mean like you come because I'm going to tell you, that was one thing that scared me from marriage was that word submission mm, that because I'm not that chick. But I had to learn the definition of the word. I am that chick. Very much so. Um, I chick too. You want someone who can who is strong, but who is compassionate, someone who is loving, um, someone who can lead and love and someone who can can give you that knowledge. And so I don't think that. I guess I would need more definition of what you mean by healthy alpha male because yeah. every woman wants a man who I, is healthy. I was gonna say, I was gonna say the same thing. Like, I need to know what do you what is a healthy alpha male? Um, is that like a man that's confident that knows how to lead his family, or is that a man that likes to tell people what to, to ask tell? You know, <laughs> that you know what what is that thing? You know, like because I I know if if I have a man, like I can't I can only respect a man that that leads, you know, that has leadership qualities. I can't respect a man that that does not respect me. I, I can't do it. Like if, if you're not going to be respectful towards your spouse, your family, your, your commitments, like if you think it's all about you, if you're selfish, self-centered, I can't respect that man and you won't find me. So that's how I see it. Now, one thing I will say, I just wanted to add um, is that, so we are in the home and our first year of marriage was really rough because we both were alphas, right? I can't tell you how often I heard in the house, you can wear the pants, I'm gonna wear the pants. 
this is the first year of marriage. And I'm looking at him like, well, I like pants. So. Never mind wearing them. So I'm not saying that you won't bat heads on certain things and certain topics, but marriage is a process where you learn where you take the lead and where you take the background and vice versa. Like y'all, you figure out where your strength is. Yeah, I think that's, that's, so he said not afraid to give direction and tell, tell the truth. Mm. I think that's, um, give direction. So when you, when you talk about alpha male doesn't necessarily mean I give you direction and you do it without what I say you do so i for me that wouldn't be a version of a healthy alpha male like i'm definitely uh alpha male however in in what i would say is i learned that submission is on both ways submission means that uh i'm willing to communicate and submit my ideas um to you as well and let's be open to a conversation to have it however i'm not just going to move forward without you being on board or a part of a part of this decision that we're making uh, I know uh, Rashard can attest to this. So, for instance, you know, during the whole COVID, his wife was hmm. like, yo, we need haircuts right now. So he instead of going ahead and moving forward, Rashard is a leader. Instead of going ahead and like, yo, I'm getting a haircut. Let me make the decision. It was about, wait a minute. When my wife gets there, when my wife is also on board, then the decision will be made. And yeah. there's, there's nothing questioning my alpha male or my leadership or or me being a man, there's no question in that, right? Because I'm in in me submitting that and making sure she's on board and making sure she, she can comfortably move forward, that is leadership. Yeah. That's actually me being a leader and taking charge of my home to making sure there's still peace in the decision. Because you can, you can, you can, and I'm not saying this is what you're saying, but you can, right? You, you can beat your chest you can do all of these things and you can go ahead and move forward and be like, nah, I made the decision anyway. And now you come back home to a woman that has resentment for you, mm-hmm. that doesn't like you, that stops having sex with you and all of, all of these other things because not and not it may not be because she's trying to punish you, but because the attraction is not even there. Like, yo, I don't even like you. You want me to have sex with you? All of those things. So that to me, healthy, healthy alpha male is the energy that you create. So any woman can submit to that, and any man can as well, as long as you're creating the energy that you yourself will want to submit to. Right. And if that's not being created, then no, your your wife gonna be like, bro. So basically, so basically, what I hear you saying is, you know, every marriage you should have those those boundaries in your marriage where you know, like you you should know, okay, there's that line where. Okay, I can tell she's very, very serious about this or he's very, very serious about this. And once you begin to approach that line, you already have that default that, okay, we won't cross this line unless we do it both together. Right. Like, sure. like, yeah. Once we get to right here, like this is we've 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 reached that spot now. If we got to cross this line, it has to be together, because if my man thinks he's moving forward, no, he's, but then all of a sudden there's resentment. But no, and he might have claimed, but there might be some enough. people that think that, though, if you thought you move forward, but then there's resentment in them with a divorce. Look, at you actually move way back. Like, in fact, right. you out the game now. So I think it is it does boil down to setting those healthy boundaries in your marriage, and your union. And that goes with that communication and that dialogue. Um, and, you know, and, and I would say <clears throat> I would say, too, like when you when you talk about a healthy alpha male or just, you know, when we talk about healthy male, forget alpha male, healthy male. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the thing. A healthy male, a healthy male understands the dynamic of what his family needs. 
and make the necessary adjustments according to that. Right. The biggest thing that I had to do to get my wife to trust me during difficult times is like, how did I respond in the moment of crisis? Yeah. Right? How, how did I, how did Man. I, how did I act or behave when things arose? Right? Like what was, so the more I had successes, it was easy for her and the tr- children to trust my judgment. Now, if I'm making decisions, bro, where I'm constantly putting my family in harm's way, where it's unhealthy, where it's chaotic, bro, I have to look at me. So when we when we are talking about a healthy male leading a household, he needs to definitely understand the the, the 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 dynamics of everybody. What does this child need? What does this person need? So it is easy for them to follow. It's easy for them to support. It's easy. Like you look at the example you gave with with Shard with the cutting of the hair. So here's something like he really wanted his hair cut or whatever it is. I I really really want to open up this business. But if she's like, y'all, I don't think this is the best thing for us. And she know that I'm upset. I really want to do it. But I'm like, yo, I trust you. I don't want to do something that's going to call tension. And like you said, we just wait till it's the opportune time. So now when we uh, when I have to make a decision or a difficult decision, she like, yo, he knows how to submit. He knows how to give. We're a team. It's not just him. So when you talk about being a healthy uh, alpha male, I say healthy male. Right. right. Of yeah. being able, knowing who you are, man. And I, um, I, I, I wanted to. I, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, okay. I was just going to add on to that. I was going to say the same thing about having the opportunity to see him. Um, it's have that experience to give my give my level of, of trust even higher. Like uh, my old pastor used to uh, always talk about the 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 female eagle, how she would like as eagle, right? I yeah, it's eagle. eagle. Yeah, that would drop like a log that was as as it weighed as much as her, and oh. t- to see if the if the male eagle could go and catch that log as it was falling and pull it up, <laughs> like and you know, like oh, okay. You got me. If it, that's how the eagle know, I'm like, and we learn from that is like basically you see, you see from experience, like oh, okay, when times got hard, like you, you, you took the lead. You, you did. I mean, even it don't have to even be hard times. It could be a good thing. Like you just made good decisions, so yeah. it makes it um, easier yeah. to trust and submit. Because submission, that was that was one of my things. You know, talk about all the things that I came in with. Like that, that first year, that was. That was a, um, you, you pretty much gave a perfect analogy to what I was going to say, and that is um, there is a like in in the idea of the alpha male, which I would just drop the alpha part because I don't know if it, it might just do things to our what we think mentally, you know, alpha. I don't know. It, it just doesn't always have the best connotation to it. What I would say is don't be afraid if you're looking for a woman who is not ashamed or afraid of a healthy alpha male, then don't be afraid to go through that period of proving yourself also. Mm. Um, because I know with Rashard, when, we first, when we first, we thing, when we first started, <laughs> Well, we first like got into um, we got married, but then he wanted to start, you know, doing this real estate. I I took a little it took me a little while to be okay with him, you know, getting these properties and spending this money. I would question 
everything that he was doing. Why are you doing that? Why are you still mm-hmm. there? What is mm-hmm. with this? How come more money? What's this? What's mm-hmm. that? What? And that's and he didn't take at that time. He didn't take the time to establish himself, if you will, as the mm-hmm. alpha male in this area. So I question absolutely every decision he made. But I appreciate my husband because he did not take that personal. He just he continued to you know he he learned that there's a degree of communication that is necessary to put me at ease. When I was at ease and I got to watch, okay, all right, I see you. I see what you're doing. Oh, we got tenants now. Oh, they paying now. Oh, okay. So now my question is, babe, when we get in the next property? <laughs> we get the next crew, babe. What's our new project? So it's a period of, that you have to prove yourself. You can't skip that. So that's what I would say to that. That's good. That's good. Man, I, I, I'll say this, bro. Um, I think we've given the blueprint, man. We're on episode 50 on our uh, podcast, and we've yeah. given the blueprint on all of this. You know, we've talked about, um, you know, at times, man, how, you know, men, we lack communication. Even before we got on this call, we just talked about how sometimes, you know, we think we're communicating and women are supposed to have ESP because we, we've, we've thought this whole process out in our head. Yet we haven't communicated exact, you know, our exact steps to our wives. And so at times, you know, that causes conflict. We also talked about, um, you know, our egos. Sometimes we allow our egos as men to kind of get in the way. And we feel mm-hmm. like it's our egos that forces us to, 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 to feel like we, we have to lead. We have to make the decisions. We don't have to communicate and, and get, uh, and, you know, get, get confirmation for, for our wives. And we have to understand that in a marriage, man, um, you know, God, God set this union up, right? He gave us two in Ecclesiastics. He talks about when a, he, he talks about how, you know, he gave us a wife. He says two is better than one because if one falls, right, the other one can pick the other up. Right. And that's what happens you know, in a relationship. And so I don't think it has anything to do with, um, you know, being the alpha male or being, you know, a, a submissive male or any of that. It's about being, a, you know, you got to it, it's about the partnership in the marriage to make sure that you guys have a, a healthy level of communication. So that way, right. you know, each other can lead and, and, and the other doesn't mind following, the, you know, dependent on, you know, what that person's strengths are uh, or whatnot. Because we just I mean, we again, we just talked about it. Right. If right. like Richard, he mm-hmm. was a leader in his household when it comes to understanding real estate, you know, right. bringing in that type of income. You know, a Daisy, I know she she's she's a and you said it last week. She is a master at creating systems in a household. And so you guys lean on each other for that. You allow each other to lead. So if you see yourself as a healthy alpha male, a healthy alpha male will also understand the importance of allowing his wife to be a, a healthy alpha wife like Jolanda talked about. No, no, that's a good word. And just go back to like piggyback off what you're saying and what Daisy said with the um, proving yourself. Right. Uh, I know, again, that is a um, for a man, period. That's a trigger. Like, what well, I got to prove myself to you for like, well, you're we supposed to already be right. you know, good. Let's move forward. You know, you said you wanted to marry me. Good. You trust me and all those things. But I think it's important that there is a level of of trust that has to be built. Like, literally, I'm I'm willing to share my life with you and let you lead. How how do I know? Like I'm saying, like you've never done this before, and now I'm about to go on this journey with you. And it's like there has to be a level of, of proof. There has to be a level of like show 
show me. There's a level of like, all right, I'm willing to take the steps with you. But again, I'm going to have some hesitation. Like, I got some questions that need to be answered. And what happens is some men, and this is where our ego comes from. Like sometimes our ego comes from the world's standards or what we've been taught, right? The ego yeah. Yeah. is you don't question me, just trust me and let's right. move forward. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, even in, in you know, uh, the, the person you, you I could have known you 10 years. But now that we're now we're going to say we're in this partnership or whatever. I got questions. Right. You said, OK, you need me to invest. How much? All right. Cool. What 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 are the details? When am I getting my money back? When uh, how do you know about this? How did you learn? Show me some other deals that you've had. All of these like even in marketing and business, we go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Establishing authority. One of the things you want to establish is no like and trust. Wait, that's, that's one of the things in business that you established. Go ahead, dig in there. Another, another part of that, because I'm seeing, you know, uh, you're saying that, um, you know, it might be a little ego, but you're kind of tired of, you're at a point, or you're at a place where you're tired of having to prove yourself. I think you've, on, you've actually answered your own question. You know, when you say, how do I find a woman that's not afraid of a healthy alpha male? But if, the, if you're not in a place anymore where you want to prove yourself, then you're not looking for that woman that's looking for a healthy alpha male. Mm. Like you can't, you can't have it your way. You can't just say, well, I don't want to prove myself no more. I've done enough. Maybe you haven't done enough or maybe you haven't done enough in a certain area. Another thing, there's nothing wrong with proving yourself. What that does is it just uncovers weaknesses that you have that you need to work on. Mm. One of those weaknesses that was uncovered with me and Richard was his communication. Mm -hmm. You know, if he actually would have came out the gate and said, babe, I'm looking at getting into this real estate. This is what it entails. This is what it blah, blah, blah. This is kind of the money I want to put into it. This is what I'm expecting, you know, to get out of it. It, Then I might've approached him way differently if he would have kind of communicated and held my hand throughout the whole process. Not only that, that would have given me an opportunity to bring whatever strengths that I had to the picture. You know, instead he just kind of just went for it. Well, let me move like the visionary. Well, no, and I think that's good. And, that, and I'm glad that you brought this up and appreciate your feedback too, Alan. I yes. think one of the things that, because, and fellas, we talked about this once on the podcast, because there's a lot of men that feel like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to do these things, but my wife don't support me. So you feel like your wife is holding you back. And what we're talking about is there is that process. It took me, yeah. y'all have heard me say it, it took me nine years to get my wife to this place right now, but I have to actually own this. If I would have did a better job communicating, I didn't communicate to my wife all the moves I was making because I felt like she didn't have the capacity to understand what I was trying to do. So I felt like if I communicate with her, I'm going to get resistance. I don't want to get resistance. So I'm just going to move in that process of moving. She's not now that I know the type of person that she is. She likes facts. She likes the details. Give me the details. I wanted to keep that stuff away from her because I didn't think she can handle it. So I thought I was protecting her. I'm thinking, you know what? Force feeder. Right. I'm trying to force feed her. Right. I'm like, let me just show you the bag. I'm going to just bring the bag home. Don't worry about how I got it. Type mindset. And and who knows? He might have got a bigger bag if he had included me. That's what I'm saying. Now now that I have my wife included, the bag has increased. I got my bigger bag once I started. And here's the deal, fellas. Like, and in that process, and I'm watching even words and melody in this now because shout out to the homie, man. He is, he's, has his wife now home. She's 
full time in the crib. They're running and operating their business together. And there's an element of when when that happens, fellas, we have to now trust our wife and what they bring to the table. Because when you're when you're used to operating independently without communicating with them, which I'm saying is not good to do, but you also you don't think that what they bring is necessarily yeah, you're devaluing what they bring. But now that my wife is here with me, our bag is so much bigger. She brings every skill set that was that had the, that basically brought limitations to where we can go. She we was able to break through those limitations because of what she's now bringing to the table. Yeah. Let me let me say this. You know, it's a great example is like, you know, wifey was here like wifey been grinding all day. And I'm like, yo, I need this. I need that. You know, that whole ass tail. You know how that goes. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, so I'm working progress, man. Just yo, I'm working progress, man. But the thing about it, man, is that there was a time when I filed bankruptcy. Right. Lost my business. When she talked about, file, you know, I was hustling, grinding, making so much money. But I wanted to file in bankruptcy. Why? Because I didn't utilize my wife, bro. I didn't utilize her. Right. I was so prideful. I'm like, I got this. So now with our organization, bro, she does hers. She's systematic. She, she's organized. So she like, babe, all I can give you is this amount of time. At this moment, I have to exit the building because if I don't exit the building, we don't secure the bag. So she gave me a little church finger and I'm like, oh, do what you do. Yo, like, do what you do. So I mean, I know me. I wouldn't be able to do that. Multitask like, dude, she did like three, four things for me today, you know, with the business and with this. I'm like, yo, you are animal. You are animal. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So so it's important. Yo, quick. I'm a. No, go ahead. Yo, let me say this real quick. Let me, I got a, I'm a pound up. I'm a pound up with my wife real quick because <laughs> I started off doing all this stuff independently just last week because of my wife and what she brings to the table. She saved us from a $27,000 rehab on a project, right? That would have went bad. And the person that we was negotiating with said the closing price was 130 on the house, but it was actually 170. So they left $40,000 off the table. And my wife, because of who she is and what she brings to the table, she was able to catch that. Listen, you feel listen, me? listen, not only that, I'm going to air high five my wife. <laughs> <laughs> because just this week, we closing on a, we closing on a house. You know I mean, hey. I'm, I'm, you know, buying and selling the house because my wife, man, she read this contract. She was like, did you read it? I was like, nah, that's what you do. Like, literally. <laughs> She's like, I was like, no, nah, that's what you do. Listen, she was like, listen, you didn't even read it. She said they charged us more mm. money and then mm. they didn't add this other money to it. I was mm. like, oh, well, that's what you do. Right. Yeah, but my thing is, <laughs> Bruh, I'm going to go ahead and push for my wife. <laughs> look, we had two contracts, one for a company. And I promise you, bro, they sent this contract and. <laughs> Wifey sent the thing back four times, bro. And I'm just like, just let me sign it. I just, yep. Right. Yep. Yep. every time she's sending it back, she would send back, this is what you said, this is what it should say. And I'm like, who gave you that? Yes. That you could send that. And then she, she's tagging me to the messages. I said, yo, stop tagging me to the message. I don't want That's my wife, man. Hey, fellas. Fellas, but, but, but do you guys act, but is that actually caught if you're considered if you're considering yourself an alpha male? 
Yeah, Say that again. You consider yourself a healthy alpha male, like right. Alan was talking. I'm, I'm giving him example. We're giving him examples of healthy alpha male. Right. Healthy alpha male is there's no pride that that is the pride can't be bigger than this yep. union right here. Matter yep. of fact, there is nothing bigger like except for your relationship with the God. But there, there's there's nothing bigger than this union. Right. And so if the pride. That me being a uh, uh, alpha male, according to what the world standard is, that pride now takes me away from that deal because yep. they gonna see that contract and I'm like, okay, this this good. This is what we talked about. Okay, yeah, let me sign that joint. Yep. Yo, and it's like, hold on, give me that. Yo, me yo that. hey, healthy alpha male, whatever type of male you're talking about. At the end of the day, men, we're supposed to be submissive to Christ, to God. Yep. As long as we're submissive to God. That that changes the game now as far as these different type of stereotypes that are out there, because any man that's submissive to God, he's going to have that patience. He's going to have that that kindness. He's going to he's going to be he's going to have endurance like he's going to have grace like he's going to be patient. All those type of things are going to fall underneath that. But, yeah, man, it, it is. It's something else, man. When you know, when the two I just encourage every man on this podcast like you are. You don't know what you're missing out on if you're not allowing your wife to operate in her capacity and, and, yep. and allow her to bring like she brings something to the table that can take your entire union, your entire business to the next level. And you have to trust what she has. And you got to be grateful for what she brings to the table. And I want to say as far as like I can tell you as the wife um, and how I feel now versus when Richard was in his alpha, you know, male, I feel so much more valued. I feel like I feel like my gifts are being used and realized my confidence is huge, which honestly, you know, like that says a lot about the kind of man that I have before, even though we were winning, even though we were successful, I constantly questioned myself. Like, That's well, good. Who, who am I? Like, when am I going to be helpful? When am, somebody I, up. when am I going to be useful? Like, I remember right before he actually had to go to Nigeria, he went to Nigeria for like two months. I was afraid because I felt like, dang, he just does everything. If if he just dropped dead right now, I wouldn't know what to do. He pretty much handles everything. He does all the everything with the real estate, everything with, you know, with just basically, you know, investing, putting money this way, that way. All I really do is, I mean, I take care of the kids. I used to like when we even pulled out our life insurance, I was like, honey, all you really got to do is hire a nanny. You know, if if I go somewhere because I pretty much just cook and clean and take care of the kids. And that's that's about that's as far as my uses are going. I'm not being put to use. That's good. That was my issue. And that was a not cool on my part. fellas. Yep. I yep. don't want I'm not. And we're not saying that this is the right thing to do. Yep. It took nine years. But the nine years, that was my bad. It could have took two or three years if I would have included her more, if I'd have had more dialogue, if I wouldn't have tried to protect her. Look, and in fact, I was actually enabling. Like this is, I mean, I think I see this as a pretty big, like even from a financial, when we were talking about life insurance, I saw him like, I'm going to need a much bigger policy for you than you would for me. Now she did put a big, when she put that policy on, <laughs> I was looking at every meal she cooked for about six months. I'm like, babe, well, what you <laughs> Now the issue, listen, now here it is. Today I kind of 
want to revisit that policy. I do feel like if you I was like you need to a go, bigger policy now? I'm going to need a oh, bigger okay. policy to replace me <laughs> now because I am like my value from what I feel like I bring to the table has gone significantly up. So I, I'm yes. just saying like even women who are feeling dormant, I don't know if it's, you know, or the other way around. If you're enabling your spouse significantly, like the fact that they feel that way is a big indicator that maybe you're enabling them. Yeah, that's your, that's your fault. That's good. I was yeah. going to say two things. One, Andre Brooks um, shared a great scripture, which is the two strongest things in life is being a son servant in Christ and a servant to your wife, Ephesians 525. And when we talk about this uh, being submissive and you said, you know, you're submissive to Christ, but also even Christ was like submissive to the people. Like it's not just a one-sided relationship. And so if you find yourself in a situation where you just tired of talking and ain't nobody listening, that's because you're doing it the wrong way. Like Mm -hmm. it's not being done, you know, as a union, but also, um, I just wanted to just identify, you know, there were conversations and questions about teaching single women, right? They want single women to think like married women. And I don't think so. Like, I think that there are a lot of single women. We were single women at once. And I think that there are a lot of single women who have um, a very strong mind to to be with a man who loves them right. I think that the problem is that we got to stop coming into this as though we are going against one another. And we come into this as though we are joining one another. Like, we're just saying we're starting a union (laughs) like this is what it is and so if I am coming in like that it's different. My teammate is different than my some, the person on the other team because I'm a fight person on the other team. You're not gonna win. <laughs> one, that was a dope thing about um, one. My wife is like uh, super protective, right? But the dope part, and, and we both have that characteristic where we can be gentle with everyone else, but you come here and now you're gonna feel this bite. And I didn't realize that early on where we could be into it for some for some reason, but let somebody outside whether it's family or whatever try to come here now we both like wait a minute hold on you want these bullets what you not gonna do oh, hey, okay you want these bullets now right? and then afterwards you look at it like and i still don't like don't, you hey don't but think it's, don't think we i'm done with you <laughs> yo let me say this real quick jelana you said something key like i want to say this to the single women out here real quick first of all i just want to say to all the single ladies, don't give up your location so easily, right? The Bible says, he that findeth a woman findeth a good thing, sure. right? Oh, so my know. wife's location... Hey, you, know, you know what I start doing when you start... Oh, you you about to dig into it. Hey, let me break all So now I just go ahead and hit the, you know, the, the, the backtrack 10 seconds. Like, single ladies, listen to me. Stop giving up your location so easily. The reason why my wife was able to deflect so much is because cats couldn't find where she was at because she had hid herself in the Lord. (laughs) She was was hidden. She was tucked away. She was like nestled away in in the arms of, of God. Like she was hidden in the scripture. That's why, like, the only way that I was able to find her was seven months after my transformation, after God, after I went through (laughs) I had to go through everything. And it was at that moment where God had to bring me back up. I was reborn spiritually, a whole new man. I got on a whole new path. And on that path is when I then found this woman right here. But there was a lot of obedience along that I had to go through on that path. But she didn't give up her location. 
And part of the problem with the single women is they're giving up their location too easy uh, and find you. And the wrong man is finding you. So the moment you hide yourself, wait, deep, you just do a sound effect. The moment you hide yourself deeply, stop giving up the location, make the location more private. And then when he finds that private location, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that word. So look, I, I want to I shift us a bit just um, from the conversation. Let's let's do some uh, some questions uh, for marriage. Let's talk about and let's make these answers like quickly. All right. OK. Biggest pet peeve mm. for yourself, like pet peeve. But what, what is it for you? All right. Pin in the location. Biggest Big, pet peeve for your spouse. Go. He never picks up after himself. Oops. Can we say never? Can we use the word never? He like, rarely picks up after himself. Rarely. <laughs> that never word is, and them fighting words, never, <laughs> always, never <laughs> and always are two words that should be. Rarely. Hey. Like, make this quick. Okay, so here it is. All right. If you ever want to mess up your marriage, use words like never and always. And then I'll never leave you or you. What? Anyhow. Go ahead, Dave. But, uh, okay, um, biggest pet peeve of mine is uh, his, um, his, his tolerance to mess is a lot lower, higher than mine. I have a much lower tolerance to mess. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right, uh, all right. Sean is always on his phone, but oh, I'm I, like, did you? I text you something or I emailed you? Did you? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah, we need a mute button for her. And I'm gonna go ahead silently on that one. Yes, yo, I need to mute her. And then I go yes. to the phone, right? I look at the messages. Why are mine not red? <laughs> what the other ones are red. Why is mine? You got a hundred uh, messages. I have no All of them not red. I, I tell people all the time. If you look at him on his phone, on my on our text string, it would look like I was like thirsty or chasing him. You know all, of the, all the ones on my side, yeah. and then it's like, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, Leah. Okay. Okay, Leah. We got your answer. We got your answer, Leah. Okay. What's your pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is him not doing the things that I ask him to do. Man, but he say he gonna do it right though. Like yeah, yeah. It's not your turn. It's not your turn. Never You Bruh. did you tell your wife to come back? Can you mute your mic? No, what is I asked Holder. I asked Holder. What does Christ say? He said, "Love your wife like Christ loves the church." Right. Oh, it, hey, God is he, hey, he's not he's he's always on time. He's never right when you want him, but he's always on time. <laughs> Come on, Rand. You gotta let me be on time. Right, right, right in the scripture here. Come on, Rand. 
God didn't release me to do right. what you asked me to I, do I, yet. I, I rebuke I rebuke that right In there. God, God says, son, I need you to do it. So you gonna put it on God? Did okay. you ain't do what you're supposed to do? All right. Go okay. with your pet peeve. No, the Bible says, let your yes be yes, yes. and your no, no, no be no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm not saying no. sister, go ahead. Oh. says, whatever you do, do it as though you are working for the Lord. Listen, my pet peeve, my pet peeve, you all getting on this podcast (laughs) 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 thinking that (laughs) Um, I would say the pet peeve is that initial bite that Mm. I get when I'm um, saying something, even that doesn't matter how, how you, there's no way to frame something for my wife in order to not get bitten. It's like, you can come the most humble way. You can bend the knee. You can, like, you know what I'm saying? You got, like on Planet of the Apes, you come with the hand out, like I'm submitting everything and you still get the I'm like, what in the world? He might be over-exaggerating just a little bit. I think so. What I will say, though, I am a very bold, straightforward, Mm. like, that's just who I am. I'm not really biting. I just cut through the fluff. So as he's coming with his fluff, okay, okay, let's, he's coming with all that, and I'm like, just get to the point. Like, what are you saying? What do you mean? What's going on? And he's like, you don't have to talk to me like that. I, <laughs> I don't need that from you. And I'm just like, babe, stop. Come on now. Oh, my So goodness. anyway, moving on. Richard, John, Duran. Hey, can I get an amen on that? Oh, bro, no, I feel you. Oh, you get an amen. Bro, you, I, took, bro, you took mine. No, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Char. No, he 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 was done. He didn't go ahead, Sean. My 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 biggest my biggest pet peeve is when wifey is talking to the kids how she yells, like mm-hmm. yelling from upstairs, mm-hmm. or you know, I'm right next to her. It's just this mm-hmm. yell that it, has so oh much. Yes, bro. It has like, so much. <laughs> right. to it. Yes. I'm just like, yo, like, yo, why are you what? so loud? Yo. Why are you so loud? That's that's my thing. That's that's my and yeah, that's my thing. That yeah. But then he'd be like, call the kids, and I'd be like, well, I thought you didn't like to hear me. Yeah, he's like, how am I supposed to call them with a whistle? Right. Like, <laughs> no, it's a different. It's a different. I'm talking about. Man, it's it's a different. It's it's that octave. It gets That's up there in, in the praise, bro. And it's just like, yo, could you find another way? Like, text them. That's like, how. Like, that's how we were called. Morris code. Can we do Morris code? Can you will it to something? Him? Will something. It to him? Like, like, you're could you use an inside voice? Just he use an inside voice. Got a baby voice, and all of me and my kids are all out. So he's in, like, can y'all stop yelling? Even the baby is sitting there going, hey, ah, hey, ah. it's somebody else's turn. It's somebody else's turn. <laughs> right. Who didn't go yet? Where's Friend. Friend. Yeah. Man, listen, I, I I would say it's it's not the I'm yelling, good. but my wife knows this, and I said tell her all the time, it's the mm. tone. At which she talks to me, bro. Come on, like, man. All the time. like, listen, you used like, if I come to you soft and and I'm using my, you know, my my um submissive voice, but you want to come to me with the neck and you want to What's the example of the submissive voice? Let us hear it. Look, I, I, I say something like, 
my my dearest queen. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Whatever. If I could just have a moment, a, a short Look, moment of your time. Listen, I know Whitney. <laughs> no, that ain't her. Look, that ain't her. You're, you're just long. tired of having to repeat yourself, right? Exactly. Like, don't you hate yeah. having to just keep ahead, on? Repeating? Yeah, I guess. Hey, there, there's a way to deliver your 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 disappointment. And it, it doesn't always have to be, you know, <laughs> you like, like I am one of the kids. Time having to deliver it, she might have decided she needed to change her octaves a little. Her tactic. Y'all are Taka. Y'all are Taka. She's doing it again. Moana. Y'all are Taka from Moana with the fire <laughs> and all that. They have stolen the heart well, from the side. Oh my God. <laughs> in my heart. Like, again, we saw what happened at the end of Moana. It was actually the person who stole the heart's fault for why she went nuts like that. But see, Russia all was. we Look saw was the monster. We didn't see why she became the monster. Jay is on fire today, okay? She is preaching. She is just putting out all fire. No, she's validating what we're saying with her aggressive no, response. I'm, I'm not. Let me say this again. Did you see how she moved them out the way? Did you see that? <laughs> Do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, with, how you beating up my man? This is what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, you see the dramatics of these fellas. As in Kaka, we saw her as the Do we have any mandatory reporters on here? Please. Please. Oh my gosh. I I say this to Richard a lot. I get tired of always being seen as the monster, but nobody sees why I became the monster in the first place. What you doing? Talking not from a while. She is freaking and my wife became a monster one time and Ferran was in the car with me. She called me as I'm out of town doing business. Like, are you for real? You gonna eat the last of the macaroni? I am getting cussed out. I was seven months pregnant. Okay, I was seven months pregnant. That was my macaroni in the refrigerator. And you had plans for it. Let me tell you, ladies, I'm gonna tell you, ladies, how traumatic we are, how (laughs) scarred we are. Because, fellas, y'all feel me? It's like sometimes we don't know how they're gonna react if you make a call in public. You got the white meat on your thumb trying to hurt and turn the volume down. <laughs> they don't hear her screaming at you. Turn it down. I'm like, okay, you hold on. You getting screamed at. Yeah. You getting screamed at right now. You are, I felt, yeah. Listen. <laughs> I had chart. When this happened, I was, me and, me and Rand were driving back. And I had wifey on the, I, listen, I missed the call. So I'm listening to the voicemail. Are you freaking serious? You're going to eat that? And I'm looking at her and like, oh, she really doesn't talk to me like this all the time. Let me <laughs> Right. This ain't. You're going to eat the last of the macaroni? That's selfish. That's this. Hey, you said, and the bad part is if it's just you and somebody else, they can hear that even when you turn it down. So then you got to get off the phone and be like, yeah, no, no, she just, um, <laughs> So he's had a death in the family, and recently <laughs> she's, you know, she's kind of working. Or, or you pretend, even after they hang up, you pretend like you recover. Like, all right, no, 
No, it's okay, man. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> right. She's been gone, but I'm not. All right, right. yeah. Love you too. No, yeah. Right. Hey, wait till we get hey, home. Wait till no, I get home. Hey, hey, no words. Watch this. There's been times where I'm trying to play cool. She's like, I don't even care if you're trying to play cool. I want them to hear me. Listen to this. Exposed. She's exposed. I, I don't care. Why are you trying to be calm? No, I don't even care. Oh my God. You want me to protect you now? You want me to let everyone know you're a monster? Rashard is a serial speaker user. Anywhere he goes, he has you on speaker anyway. So who cares at this point? Look, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. But I wouldn't trade tra- my baby for nothing. This is my, this is my queen, right. man. I watched this woman. Give natural birth to four, all four of our kids, bro. Like just, just, just four out of the five. Like she's, she's beast mode. The strongest. Like when I actually seen her do that for the first time, I respect level for her. Like this woman is God given to me. You know, she is her, her, how smart she is. She brings the, she, I got the brains and the beauty. Like usually you get one or the other. I got both of them with this one. So like, and she's spiritually sound. She's spiritually grounded. She's a nurturer. She's everything to me and the family. So this is kind of my little final perspective when it comes to (laughs) my queen right here. Right. Right. How long has everyone been married? 12 years. 13 years. 13, three, 18, 18. 18. Jesus. And we're at 11. Yeah. 11. That's good. God is good. Uh, last question before we take off. What is what is the the cutest thing uh, that your spouse does that makes you like I'm jumping your bones right now? I'm jumping. What is that? What is that jumping your bones thing that they do where you're like, oh yeah, this this yeah, yeah you better stop that. I believe this is a male's question. I don't. I don't feel like this is a female question. It's a. It's a. Oh, yeah, I, I got a couple things. That came from the aggressor in the relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I. Okay. Like, uh, he's doing it right now, actually. Just. Oh, the little light skin thing. Wait. <laughs> Why, why do all I will, people do I will, that? No, hold on. I will say, look, <laughs> this it only applies when you know there's got to be the right atmosphere, and that atmosphere is it's clean. When you when you cleaning, that's just sexy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just love a man clean. <laughs> I, sometimes you got to when you push the vacuum. And you when you push the vacuum, you gotta let the oh. horseshoe show in the back. When you push that, so you're saying when he's washing the dishes and you see the back right, as he's scrubbing, but, his back come in, you just like, Yo, you, I'm about it's to give that, him but it's that plus whatever you call that light skin. He's doing, he's always voting. I do use my light skin powers because light skin powers. Constantly oh bogging. Yeah, he's smoldering all the time. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you that's the wackest thing I ever see you do. You do that. <laughs> well, we have we have four four additional kids because of it. So <laughs> all right, Char, what about you, Shark? I think for, for my wife, honestly, man, when she talks like <laughs> for me, when she talks money, that turned me off, right? <laughs> all right when she starts talking about money. Like that just stimulates everything. Like when she's trading and she talks about pips and money and I made these profits, 
those are the type of things that like that, that can take me there, bro. Yes, it is. Hey, that take me there. <laughs> I'm about making money, bro. That's you killing two birds with one stone now. Like you just doing it all. No, look, there's a couple of things for me. Is one, um, you did it. Whack. She, <laughs> that's what so baby has like <laughs> this accent that she does is like New York accent that's just that's just really dope. Let me hear it, Delanda. I was gonna say you gotta tell people where it's from, so then I get people walking up to me asking me to sound like I'm from New York. No, Let me hear it. I want to hear it. When she's joking and dancing, doing her little New York, I'm like, oh, you about to get this work. <laughs> and then the other one is there's times when she knows she can't whoop me. But she'll try to jump hard, and she's like, "Babe, stop messing with me before I whoop your ass." And I just, I'll be like, "Okay, what we talk about then?" It's the cutest thing ever because I'm like, I know you can't do that, but I'm willing to see you try. Let's go ahead and and go ahead and do that. So, um, so I would say those are two things. A muscle. There's a lot of things that that just make. You know, when she wake up, when she's breathing, when she. <laughs> <laughs> I Go ahead, though. Go ahead. So words is like super loving and big teddy bear sensitive. People don't know that because he don't Are show. Sensitive. Them. Yeah. So, no. so the thing that gets me is when he will. He's always wanting hugs and all that kind of stuff. Man, and look, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not a touchy feely type of person. So if I'm in the middle, I'm cooking. Just hold on, wait a minute. But then, so I go up to him and I'm like, "Bring it in. Let me let me get the hug." Oh, he try to, like, to act like he don't want it though. So he sits there. He's like, "No, don't come to me now. I don't want the hug. I don't want none of that." And it's like the cutest thing ever. It makes me like, boy, you about to get more than this hug. You better stop playing with me. So, <laughs> so he's still hard to get. <laughs> hey, hey, hey bro. So, so I, I hate to do this. I just, I just talked about the whole tone situation. How it kind of drives me nuts. So I don't want to incent bad behavior. But, but when my wife gets mad, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's your hand doing right now, friend? What's that? Hey, he's speaking about the tone right now. Hey, I get her mad, bro. Just to just to get her revved up, just so I can, you know what I'm saying, calm her down with my touch, right? And I know, I know, bro. Hey, I'm bringing out the animal. Calm her down with your touch. And Midas touch. Go ahead. You know what I'm Hey, I like to see her go zero to a hundred, back to zero, bro. I want to see how good I am with that. Oh my god! <laughs> just laundry for no reason. So you just be wearing. Go ahead, Whitney. Um, <laughs> the shirt, the muscle know. shirt that he put on. I guess when he dresses up, he used to go in the office, and so I got to see it more often. And now he never dresses up. Um, oh. mm. I also like to see when we're in, like when we're in our room, and he's. Undressing to shower and I get a little sneak peek. <laughs> okay, Fred. Fred, take a little time. Who needs towels, bro? 
<laughs> oh my goodness. No, this was up. That's Fred, what's up. Man, let me show you these. Look at my chest hairs. All hair shirt. What are you rushing? You got you got sharded over there, fully clothed. Look at my smolder bag. Where's <laughs> 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 I, I got work? You gotta get that squint, but you you okay. ain't fully light skinned, but I can help you. I can work with you. Okay. Oh God, Sean and Leah, please. <laughs> <laughs> my would mine would be. Uh, when she got this look that she <laughs> that she does, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She start this little flirty thing, you know. And I'm just like, oh, you gonna get all of that, right? <laughs> all of that, like, yo, you, hey, need to you said no, you ain't gonna get half of it. You gonna oh, get, listen, you gonna bro, get all bro. thirty seconds of this. Listen, <laughs> listen, hey, all fifteen. <laughs> I'm like, wherever, like you get this work wherever, you know what I mean? Like the kids don't have to be to sleep. They shouldn't walk in. Like they don't have the door closed. Like, yo, stop. like your friend. That's a whole yo. other podcast. And that's not yo, going on. scarring your child. Hey, they they're bad. Yes. I told you, bro. I told you. Don't when the door closed, knock. If we don't respond, walk away. These jokers. <laughs> oh, my daughter would be like, What are y'all doing in there? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, dude, you baseballing me right now. Like, stop. <laughs> you baseballing me. <laughs> <laughs> Words like I just can't get my ten seconds. My ten seconds of just, my goodness. <laughs> Why is this time going down? <laughs> it was, the time no, keep going down. No, it, was, no, it was like thirty no. seconds. Then we went to fifteen. Right. That's that quarantine time. We're getting closer to reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say I like when I hear him um, talk about. I don't know, some different stuff, but when he talks like in this little authoritative manner and like he know what he's talking about. Like, <laughs> so you know what he's talking about. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, hey Sean. When you try to get him to talk about something that you know you know what he's talking about, listen, yeah, like, yeah. Do your ABCs, baby. Do your ABCs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you know them ABCs. Count by two to twenty. <laughs> Hey, see, I told you she liked the ass tail. I'm telling you, she liked the ass tail. There are some things that I don't like, but I do like. Come on with it. It it is true. I hate him on the phone, but I do like it when he's on the phone because I like to try to do stuff to him. I be on the phone having deals, be talking... and she want to try to come up and grab up, grab your boy and everything. I'm like, hey, back up. I like like trying to watch him keep his composure while... While I'm, or she'd be know. in the background, bro. I'd be on the phone call. She'll just she'll get on the bed and just start doing something crazy while I'm on the phone like this. <laughs> are you are you gonna do are you gonna do that right now? Are oh, you gonna do that right now? <laughs> you gonna get this, you know, hey, don't play when I get on, done. No, no, hold on for thirty. Hold on for thirty seconds. Hold on for thirty seconds. Oh, that's what. Sure, when you say, oh, hold on, I got white. Hey, when I say words, <laughs> words, when I say, hold on, real quick. <laughs> Hold on real quick. <laughs> oh my god. All right, y'all. So um no, nah, this has been a uh, phenomenal podcast, a lot of fun. Um, we'll just give everybody if we can keep it to like at least one minute and we share it together um to go through our final perspectives. 
um, just as far as uh, marriage as a whole, uh, what would be the final perspective that you give out? And then we'll go ahead and end this podcast and uh, move on. Like this is this was dope. This is dope. Uh, y'all might need to have us on here as regulars because we make this thing pop. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Oh, y'all can start your own podcast. Y'all can start your own. Okay. Y'all, y'all can start your own joint. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, let's marriage, get off the phone. Okay. Marriage is fun. Um, marriage is dope. I mean, you do it with the right person. I'm so glad to have my life partner in everything like fun, business, you know, romantics, and all, all the things. It's the same person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's good. What I would say, like, as a side note, man, is that this right here is big to me. Right. Like I told you guys before that I wanted my wife to be part of certain things I was doing, like far as speaking and all that. And I knew that's not her. That's not her lane. She doesn't you know, that's not something she desires. She like being in the background. So for her to be on a podcast today and to engage, this is dope and sexy is to me because yeah. this is not her. Right. You know I mean, so um, so I appreciate you, you know, being on and getting uncomfortable for yeah. this moment, man. But marriage is dope, man. I love it, man. For real. Yeah. yeah. I would say my final perspective is, um, like we talked about, eliminate that list um, and then allow allow uh, God to move and be able to put that person in your life that's supposed to be there for a long time um, and just have fun. Like, that's what our marriage is. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, once we figured out what our boundaries were and what we like and dislike, it, it made it even more fun. Yeah, I would definitely echo that. I would say um, one misconception about married is that it's that honeymoon love. Like Mm -hmm. that's the entire time. And I just really want people to understand that while marriage is honeymoon love, it's also work and it's okay to work. Like it's okay to work at something that you want, like something that you value, something that you deem as being a priority in your life. So I mean, the work never goes away, but the fun never has to go away and the love mm. never has to go away. That's you know, it, it's all encompassing. It's not either or. Yeah, and so keeping that in mind and making sure that like not being married is not on the table. You're good to go. Like if not being married is not on the table, then that means we just going to fight through this. That's <laughs> like we're going to fight through all this. We here. That's, good. So. That's, it. That's, that's really good. I would agree with everyone. Marriage is fun, but it is definitely also work. It's a lot of give and take. And I think if you have like an open, strong communication that you'll definitely make it through. And and, and I'll just say this, baby, like you said, it's a lot of give and take. Um, You know, my my wife, similar to yours, Sean, she's not um, too keen on being out in the forefront. And and all week she's kind of complained about being on this podcast. Hey, bro. But 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 because she understands the importance of this for me, she sacrificed. I woke up this morning and got out of the shower and uh, man, she had her makeup on and she had you know, she was dressed up, ready for this podcast, knowing that we weren't doing it for another five hours. But that's the sacrifice, man, that marriage takes. You know, I I had to echo what you said, Melody. Like there's a lot of um, you know, it's fun. But marriage isn't perfect. It's imperfect, right? There's a lot of highs and lows, ups and downs. But you got to find somebody that you're willing to go through those peaks and valleys with. Right? I couldn't imagine the I couldn't imagine going through these 
you know, going through those cycles with anyone other than this woman right here. So find yours. Understand that it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be worth it in the end. Hey, hey salute it. to you, Whit. For, you know, I, I would agree. I guess I'll agree with everybody that you definitely you definitely want to have fun in your marriage. Um, another thing that I would challenge everybody um, is in the times that it can get hard. Don't don't think that like don't forget that you made this commitment to somebody outside of just your spouse. You know, for me, I made this commitment also to God. And there's times where Rashard gets on my nerves, but and and I might not even have the ability. <clears throat> Let me just out. go ahead and get that taken care of real quick. <laughs> you gotta still get him. Work I, him I got to get him, honey. anyway let me get back to it um no there's just been times where like i've found myself putting other people in that seat i've put richard in the seat i've put my kids in the seat of the reason why i'm here i'm here for my kids no i'm here for my husband but each of those people can get on my nerves um and each of those people i can you know i made my commitment might not be as strong but when i realized that i made a commitment to to god that's that is ultimately what helps keep me grounded, even in the hard times. And I know, you know, I don't know if everybody, not everybody may think the way I think, but I would definitely challenge you guys to know who you're making a commitment to and why you're making that commitment and stay with that commitment. If you can break your word, then who are you? What, what do you have if you don't have your word? So outside of that, I definitely believe that marriage is work. It is the most rewarding work I've ever had. So um, that's what I'm saying. That's a good word. Now, I would no, definitely get that out too. Honey. I got him. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say, um, you know, for, for me, as, as cliche as it is, um, my communication game, men, don't be in denial with your shortcomings. Like, yes. don't be in denial with your weaknesses. Like, there's a reason that they're being exposed. Yes, Marriage will expose every weakness that you oh, possess. Oh, yeah. Any weakness that you possess, it will come out when you say, I do. And so when that weakness comes out, don't allow the pride and the ego to to bring everything down. Like I challenge all the men like you see me, words and friend and Sean. This is an accountability group. We love on each other. We pray for each other. We hold each other accountable and iron sharpens iron. And so I just challenge all the men to to find that accountability group, find that brotherhood so that when those weaknesses are exposed, you can sharpen, you can get those things sharpened up. You can talk about that, get feedback, get counsel. How did you deal with this? How did you handle this? Those type of things is what will help you over time. And if you don't have that and those weaknesses get exposed, then you're going to you're gonna just attack your wife. She's going to be the only person that you're going to be coming after. And really, it's your insecurities. That's really that's, that's the main thing that's, that's got you feeling that type of way. So I definitely encourage all the fellas, get that accountability group in your life. It's a must have if you want to have a successful marriage. Hey, before we get off, can I just say I love Leah's hair? Like, I do too. too. It's so That's cute. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we give a shout out. Can I, can I just uh, say, you know, happy birthday to my brother, Words Taylor, bro. Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Hello, appreciate, appreciate Happy birthday. Why do cats, cats be excited about their birthday? But when you tell them, they just, oh, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my light skin reaction. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, you, you got the cheeks. I see the eyes. I see the eyes. You got to bite on that pepper. You got to open your eyes, bro. 
don't need to show the cheekbone. Show them the dimple, babe. Show them the dimples. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my forehead, dark skin brother. Represent, bro. All right, y'all. This has been another week of the Mel's Perspective. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week. There you go.